It's Friday, August 18th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And today I am joined by Jana Lombardo, and she is one of our just most favorite teammates. She's beloved by families and has really just served our ministry with such integrity and such love and such gospel advancement for the last 25 years. And so, Jana, you've been serving at Lifeline for 25 years, and uh, you started off as a birth mother counselor. You've worked with domestic adopted families, international adopted families. You had the privilege almost 15 years ago to pilot Ukraine with your mom. And uh, I know that was just a sweet time to be able to work with her and to see the love. I've had the opportunity to travel with you and your mom and your dad to Ukraine, a country they dearly love, and actually celebrate your birthday leaving on the way home. And that was one of my favorite lifeline moments is to celebrate Jana's birthday leaving Ukraine because of the time zone changes. We She had the longest birthday she's ever had. And we actually were able to tell her happy birthday in several different languages as we passed yeah. through countries. And so, Jenna, just just talk real quick and reflect over the last 25 years. And of course, now you serve as our Eastern Europe or Eurasia program director. And before we talk about Eurasia, just talk about Lifeline and what the ministry means to you and your family. Thank you, Herbie. Um, I have been at Lifeline for 25 years and um I loved, loved every minute of it. It has been an honor to serve um, the Lord and to be involved in this ministry for, for that long. And um, I have enjoyed every part of working with birth moms and domestic adoptive families, foster parents, um, and even the last uh, 16 years being involved in international adoption. Um, it's just been such a joy and, and a blessing. And I think uh, what I love most about what I do is just building relationships mm. with families that um, even now I can go back and look and some of those babies that were placed with, as infants, you know, close to 25 years ago mm. are graduating from college and getting married and having children of their own and still being able to see that uh, in those families' uh, lives. It's just a, and to share that joy with them. It's such a such a blessing. You know, I, one of the things that I love about Jana and just the, the the things that she does to encourage me on a daily basis is to send me the stories of these kids and what they're doing. And, you know, even recently, and, and Alex Donald graduating from high school, and to know the story that Donnie and Sharon went through to pursue those three, and Alex being their oldest, and see the young man that he has become, it's just so encouraging, not only to see these kids we've advocated for come home, but then to see who they become mm-hmm. when they're discipled. So talk a little bit quickly, just in briefly, about what, what are the countries that make up our Eurasia program? So if folks want to get engaged with Eurasia, what are, what are those programs we're talking about? Okay, so this is quite a list, um, but it's been an honor to, to help these programs get off the ground with Lifeline. And so we first started off with Ukraine um, close to 16, 17 years ago. Then we added Bulgaria, Hungary, Poland, uh, Romania, Kyrgyzstan, Macedonia, and our most recent country that we have added is Latvia. Um, and each of these countries um, has just a unique uh, process and procedure and really honestly just a really unique place in my heart um, just as I have been able to work with families in these different different programs and I have visited um, 
most of these countries um, over the years, and I look forward to visiting the ones that I haven't, but just being able to build relationships with our teams who are on the ground in these countries and those who are believers and, and sharing and spreading the gospel and, even, and those that are not believers, uh, families continually pour into them and they see our families and they, they see a difference in our families because they tell us they do. And so it's a joy to, to be able to do that and build those uh, relationships. Yeah, and the neat thing too is it's to see the family affair. I mean, this has encompassed your whole family. I mean, your your family's all in, not just you know you and Luke, but Eli and Gideon are all in on this ministry, hosting our team members in your home. You know, uh, you and Eli getting to travel uh, to Kyrgyzstan and to see his heart open up for that country is just such an encouragement. But this all started in Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. And your sweet mama, Donna Houston, loving those people. And just let's, as we touch on these countries and just give an update, Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of people have seen civil war and outbreak in Ukraine Mm -hmm. and probably think, well, you can't adopt from Ukraine, but you can. So talk a little bit about Ukraine. So Ukraine is uh, continuing to be open for adoption. Things have changed a little bit here and there over the years. and currently, Ukraine is open to uh, families who want to adopt children who are five years old and older. Um, the youngest we typically see from Ukraine is going to be about eight or nine years of age. And a lot of families who are adopting children from Ukraine are adopting adopting children that they have hosted mm. in their home, whether it's been a hosting program uh, that's been during the summertime or over Christmas. And so we're, we're able to serve those families uh, and allow those families to work alongside us to adopt from Ukraine. And just a neat fact, one of our kiddos who was adopted from Ukraine through uh, a hosting program that we were able to come alongside and support um, when she was 13, she is going to be graduating college um, in December. Mm -hmm. And I was able to write a recommendation letter for her for her master's program. And she is wanting to go into social work. She's wanting to give back. And um, so it's just neat to be able to work alongside those kids. So children from Ukraine, Uh, are coming home to the states they tend to be a little bit older that that youngest being about seven eight or nine years of age and a lot of children we see who have been hosted Um, Bulgaria is a great option for families too I love Bulgaria love our team we have a really professional team on the ground in Bulgaria with a lot of great uh, attendance Um, we have a, a waiting child list from Bulgaria that Uh, we're able to see and you're able to look at on our website Um, and these kiddos um, sometimes might be a little bit older and that might be their special need but a lot of them do have some significant special needs such as down syndrome or cerebral palsy Um, and so we have lots of great moms and dads who have pursued these children with significant special needs that that are wonderful mentors for families wanting to pursue children that that may have these special needs um, and so that's really, um, that's really a neat, neat option for families. Um, Hungary is probably one of our most consistent and busiest programs right now. Um, our team on the ground, we've been doing, he's been doing adoptions for close to 30 years in Hungary. And um, we are seeing children, the youngest, typically around that age three, three and a half years old. One thing I love so much about Bulgaria and Hungary is that we are able to minister to the Roma people group in both of these countries. Um, These kiddos are the discriminated children, uh, discriminated adults in both of these countries. Um, They kind of look darker hair, darker skin, olive 
Olive Eyes, beautiful, beautiful people and beautiful kiddos. Mm. And um, but they're he- heavily discriminated against in Bulgaria, Hungary, and in some areas of Ukraine as mm. well. So um, we we work really hard in, in the country of Hungary. It is a bit longer, a little bit longer stay um, in country, but would uh, love to serve you in that that country as well. And um, our team on the ground, we, we work really well together. So it's been a great option for families. Um, Poland is also very near and dear to my heart as um, our manager of Eurasia operations, Sasha. He now lives in Poland and he and I have been working together for 16 years, hmm. uh, previously in Ukraine. And now he is in Poland with uh, a team there and he oversees several of our countries just being in a more strategic um, location. But in Poland, um, we are seeing some uh, children uh, come available. A lot of sibling groups in Poland. I think if that's something that stands out about Poland would be sibling groups that are available for adoption. Um, They tend to be in that five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old age range. Um, Beautiful children um, coming out of most of the time an orphanage system. Um, kind of backing up with Ukraine and Bulgaria as well. These kiddos are coming from an orphanage system, uh, which can be hard and a little bit harsh, but just because of a different culture. Uh, Hungary, we see a little bit of a foster home feel out of that country, but uh, Poland is orphanage system, sometimes foster home. Hmm. Uh, but typically, typically uh, kiddos that are sibling groups is what we see a little bit more from Poland. Um, jumping on to Kyrgyzstan, um, this is a newer country for Lifeline. I say newer. We've been in there that country for about three years. Um, the youngest kiddos that we're typically seeing from Kyrgyzstan are that six and seven and eight year old age range. We've worked very closely uh, with one orphanage in particular um, where our children have come from. Now we would, you know, work with any orphanage in Kyrgyzstan, but we've just been able to work with this one particular one and have built a great relationship with that orphanage. Um, we also, um, one thing neat to know about Kyrgyzstan is that it has a lot of Russian uh, influence uh, because it was a former part of the Soviet Union. And so a lot of the children that we see are Russian looking children. They have more of those Russian features, um, lighter skin, lighter hair. Um, and then some of the children do look Kyrgyz, which is a little bit more of an Asian look. So we see a mixture of kiddos. We do see kiddos that have minor to significant special needs in Kyrgyzstan. So this is a great, great option uh, for families. And uh, personally, just have a, a love uh, for this country. Had a just a beautiful place and just neat, uh, neat people as well. Um, Romania, I'll hit on Romania just a little bit. Uh, right now, to be able to adopt from Romania, you must be, uh, your husband and wife team must be a U.S. citizen and a Romanian citizen. One can be a U.S. citizen, one can be a Romanian citizen, uh, or you both can be Romanian citizens and both U.S. citizens, but there is a qualification there that you have to be a Romanian citizen, and to prove that, you have to have a Romanian passport. So there's some uh, some restriction to this country, but we are praying every day that um, the government uh, officials in Romania will see fit to open these doors uh, for adoption to all U.S. citizens. Um, as it was many, many years ago um, prior to them changing that law. And then Macedonia is a new program for Lifeline. We have three families uh, in this process right now, and our first family is actually waiting to hear uh, about a match. 
we, we don't know how long we'll have to wait, but their paperwork is already registered at the ministry uh, in Macedonia. And one of the neat things is that we've had, a, we've had some of our families be able to meet through some different training programs here. And so we have a little community of Macedonia families right now that are pursuing Macedonia. And the scripture in Acts where Paul talks about being called to Macedonia that scripture talks to both of these two of these families in particular about this country um and that is why they're in this country to adopt so it's really neat to hear their stories and how they're very similar and that how the lord called them to um to macedonia Mm. um okay and then latvia is our last country and it is brand new for lifeline we are actually in need of a pilot family to help us navigate the waters of this country um, so if you're interested, you can call and ask for me, and I would be happy to talk with you about that. Um, but it seems like it's a very organized adoption process, a lot of communication already with the ministry. So I feel feel, very, feel positive about this country. There are going to be children who are older that are available for adoption from Latvia around that nine-year-old age range. But I'm excited to see about the um, ins and outs of the, the Latvia program. Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> so certainly I know Jana or anyone on her team would just be grateful to go even deeper on these countries as the Lord calls. And certainly it's been neat to see how the Lord has called families to each and every one of these programs. And mm-hmm. uh, these programs are certainly not for the faint of heart, but these kids uh, need homes and they need families. And it's so encouraging when we know that these families have been called to adoption and specifically to a Eurasian mm-hmm. country. And as Jana alluded, we have a great team, not just here that's led by Jana, but also the team that she leads on the ground. Uh, Alexander Yakabinko, Sasha, uh, our brother, uh, the middle brother as such we call him, and he is just such a blessing to us and runs those operations on the ground and helps oversee these countries from the strategic mm-hmm. point of Poland. Uh, obviously, we have Natasha, who's helps him in Ukraine, Alex in Poland, George in Hungary, and uh, Monica in Macedonia, and Shalene uh, in and Kyrgyzstan, and, and the, the, all those great Petri. folks in Bulgaria and Petri in Romania. We just the Lord has just blessed us with mm-hmm. with great folks and believers that love the Lord and. Um, are serving him and and certainly some of our team doesn't know the lord and it's a great opportunity to see them to see our families be able to share the gospel with them so we just want to encourage you uh to share this podcast with others that might be interested in adoption from one of these year asian countries and then just to pray pray for our team pray for Jana, and pray for her team that she leads here and pray for these children that are in eurasia that the lord would make a way for them to either get out of these orphanages uh, when they age out and to to have a hope for their future or ultimately have a family through adoption thanks for listening to the defender podcast for more information or to connect with me please visit herbienewell.com to partner with lifeline visit lifelinechild.org follow us on twitter instagram or facebook by searching for lifeline child you can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org beloved will you allow god to use the gospel through you to impact the life of the child please contact us because we are here to defend the followers we'll see you again next week for the defender podcast